Well, there's a saying, which is that you need to hit a bottom and everybody's bottom is different. And there's a catchy little phrase that every bottom has a trap door. Rebellious infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L-thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 999 Well, there's a saying, which is that you need to hit a bottom and everybody's bottom is different. And there's a catchy little phrase that every bottom has a trap door. Mm. So you need to be careful about what your bottom is because there is a trap door, no matter how deep your bottom is. And if that one of these days, you know, for most people, if you hit that trap door and it's the last stop, it's usually the end of your life. So it's, it's jails, institutions, and death is a phrase that we use quite frequently in the program. And it is very true. I think that my bottom for me was so impactful and so powerful and so painful that it becomes a point where you have to surrender. And what I love about surrender is, is that that surrender transcends itself through almost everything you do from that moment forward, even when things are just amazing. You have to identify what surrender means because surrender is also accompanied with being in a frame of mind where you're in acceptance. And acceptance is a big part of my life. If there's any person, place, thing, or situation that I have a problem with, I have to accept it for exactly what it is. there's a whole paragraph on acceptance in big book. So it's like, but that phrase acceptance is, is one of the things that really impacted me personally, because I had a hard time accepting things. Things weren't fair. Things weren't, I wasn't getting mine. I mm. compare myself to other people on a regular basis and what they had and people that I thought had the perfect life. And it's like, why not me? That mentality is what slows you down. But it's interesting because as soon as you remove that and you start to see just some semblance of like, oh, that feels different. You become gravitated towards wanting more of that. And the more that you get, the more it becomes conditioned in who you are. It's the 10,000 hour rule. Like you just keep doing it. You get better at it. Right. right. And it's like going to the gym, you work out, you train, you get rest, you you have a good nutrition plan, you'll grow in muscle and you'll grow strength. It's the same thing for mental strength. It's like, you have to really nurture that and repeat it and keep doing it. And this is why for me in my life, what gets me going is waking up every morning with a gratitude list. I get up every morning, I go downstairs to, I have a gym in my house. I roll, I stretch, I listen to masterclass on a regular basis, like Chris Voss, negotiating skills. I love that guy, Bob Iger. Like listening to really smart minds make things sound simple. And I, I just drink it up like like a dry sponge in the morning. And that sets my day right. And it allows me to be in the frame of mind where I can be in acceptance, I can surrender, and I can be a part of a solution rather than contributing to a problem. Mm. And it's really that simple. And these aren't just motivating words. I'm saying these are, these are the, this is the way I live my life. And, and I've been doing that for a long time. And it's amazing how you see everything shift. And this is another thing I believe in too, is that no big change happens overnight. It happens with small shifts. So don't put all the pressure to make some big change overnight. Just make a small shift every day towards that big goal. And before you know it, time passes any way you feel it and you find yourself in this moment. You're like, hey, I knocked that down. Now what's next? That's good. I love that. A couple of highlights right there, right? Which is, man, for the physical conditioning, which you know I know well, and the mental conditioning, yeah. which is we've always talked about how tough that is. And and I think those are, by the way, they cross a little bit, the physical and the mental, right? Because you gain right. in both things. By pushing yourself physically, you get mentally stronger. But one of the things I think that is also moral strength, right? Like the things you're doing right and doing well and morally, the gratitude and like, hey, I'm choosing 
the right things. I'm choosing to treat people well. I'm choosing to treat my, myself well and making ethical and high quality decisions. And whether you're involved with higher power, like following those guidelines, all of a sudden, it's like you said, it's day by day. It starts picking up momentum. It's the little things. And I love Gates's quote that says, hey, people overestimate what they can do in a year, but they highly underestimate what they can do in 10 because you start building up the days. We have a saying a lot, you know, this day for that day, right? And I hear that a lot in sports, but it's this day for that day. And so, you know, a lot of people say, hey, what is that day? Well, you know, for me, like that day was the college scholarship, right? And I'm like, man, so over the next four years of high school, well, you know, you start talking about, 15, 14, 1500 days, right? Like there's going to be a right. lot of this days to get to that day when that coach says, Hey, I want you on my team. We're willing to offer you a scholarship. We'll help pay for education. There's a, and like that day. And then it's a reset. Now I got to get a pro yeah. contract like, for that day. So what do I got to do? Hey, next three years is lifting, training, conditioning, mentally, physically, getting inside, meeting wise people. They're going to mentor me and help me get me where I want to go. And it's, hey, yeah. there's a lot of this day for that day, right? Let's pivot a little bit to you developing the entertainment, your icon media, you, know, you got all these things going. What do you think? You, you fall in that 1% category, earnings, all those things, LA, you've made it in a lot of ways. And everyone can put on what they mean, what made it means. But what do you think is the superpower of Keith Allen that separates you from others and catapults you into that category? Well, that's a tough question to answer because I don't consider myself to be really different than anyone else. I just think I have a set of skills that I've acquired over a number of years that have made me a little bit more present in the moment and able to identify opportunity in a different sort of way than I used to when I was having a different result, mm. right? So rather than comparing myself to someone else necessarily, I look at comparing myself to who I was in a different time when I was not getting what I wanted from my work effort. I think that surrounding myself with really good people who are smarter than I am in any one subject or area of my business that I'm not is skilled at. I consider myself to be a conservative. I'm financially intelligent, but I have people that I work with that are MBAs that are just so much smarter than me in that area. And I take their advice and their guidance and I don't tell them what to do. I'm a contemporary to people that I work with. So I think my superpower to answer your question more directly is that I am very aware of my surroundings in any one given moment and how to work best with those environments rather than try and control them. I like that. I think yeah. that that is an absolute superpower. I find this to be one of the most challenging things in the world, having five children, three companies, everything, to be present in the moment. And I, my children frequently give me that great feedback of, you know, I asked you a question two minutes ago, right? Like, and I'm like, no, no, I know, yeah. but you know, I'm in the middle of this. Like, you cannot ask me that question right there, right? And so right. they think like I'm hanging on every one of their words and they know that I'm not, but they remind me, and I'm not present even though I'm there. And so yeah. it's a nice little kick in my teeth, I'll tell you to be honest, because it hurts my heart a little bit when they do it. And listen, they're justified, right? They're not wrong. And mm -hmm. so, but it kicks me in the teeth a little bit. It makes me want to be better. So I think, man, when, when you talk about that, and I, of course, I've spent time with you, so I know that exactly what that present feels like. And it's an mm -hmm. honor. You know, you like, like you do feel honored when you're around you, Keith, because oh, you feel like you're important. You feel like you matter. And you know, the old saying, right, is they people don't care how much, you know, they will not remember 
like what you knew and all that, they will remember how you made them feel, man. And so when you ground you and you feel important, you feel present and part of the engagement and conversation, it's, you feel good. Like you feel like you want to be there. You, you feel strong. You feel appreciated. You feel valued, respected. I mean, all those things that I think everybody's going for where they're at. And part of the reason I think we're missing that and helping people feel that way is because we're caught up in our own stuff, right? We're caught up in not the present, but the oppression of the past or the anxiety of the future, right? Well, I was just going to say the two things that will rock my world is, is fear. And there's two things, there's two kinds of fears in my opinion. There's fear of not getting what you want and fear of losing what you got. In business, it's all too common for those to collide like a tornado and you got both. Yeah. And when that happens, you're tested. And when you're tested in those moments, man, you can theorize all you want about the philosophies of life. But man, when it really hits the fan like that, it's quite an experience to be able to counter it with practical application of these ideas. And the first one that's easiest for me to get to is to take contrary action, just to do the opposite of what I'm feeling and thinking, even if it's a small step towards doing it, because it always works out in the end. You know, there's a scientific proof about this idea about mirroring neurons which is like this whole idea that scientifically, if someone flips you off on the freeway, what are you going to do? Most flip back off, right? Yeah, So it's interesting because when I'm around other people that seem like they're stressed or there's a situation going on, I like to use, and, and this isn't my language, this is this guy, Chris Voss, who I just, I just love listening to this guy talk. He's one of the FBI lead negotiators in the world and talks about how to negotiate in business using these tactics he used for terrorists, right? But he's like, you know, it's like, use the late night FM DJ voice. And when you use that late night FM DJ voice, other people start to calm down and you see their voice start to calm down as well. Right. And it's like these mirroring neurons. So if you're aware of that in any given moment, you could almost talk yourself out of the tree by using the late night FM DJ voice. It's just these little crazy tools. And if they connect with you, great. If they don't find some that do. I can identify with that. I can remember coming out of baseball games and I always found when I was in whatever town, you know, ball games, you get amped up, you get all these things going and then you gotta go home and you go to go sleep, right? You're all amped up to this. (laughs) And so people end up, choosing downers, right? Alcohol, things that they can bring them down Mm. because you're too high and you got to get down. I'm an exercise guy. I'm worked up and I'm a health nut, right? So by the end of the time I'm cashed, right? But I also got to go home with the right mentality. So I would listen to the, to the jazz station, you know, and the the guy would get on, you know, K-Y-O-T, coyote, you know, (laughs) and it was like, man, and I'm listening to smooth jazz and my mind is going to a state of relaxation. It's like, I don't need this amp. I'm going to just settle down. And I just thought like how valuable that was to me at that time, because you're going back home where it's not a highly competitive, got to win environment. Let's do this, go to the book, go to the mattresses to win and to win. And so it was critical. And so, you know, again, another tool that we're trying to put into our belt, right? Let's flip over to Looking back, I mean, you know, I see this addiction as somewhat of a massive value in your production today because of how you've learned to navigate the present, right? But knowing what you know now, would you have done something differently? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, there's tons of things you could look back on in life, I think, and say, hey, how would I have done that differently? For sure. But what I don't do is I don't romanticize those thoughts because I'm fully aware of the fact that there's just, there's a healthy dose of respect for recognizing what you would do differently versus what you did. So when situations come up again, 
again, that are maybe similar or remind you of that scenario, you, you, have, you have the ability to recall, as that old saying goes, those who don't remember the past or present are damned to repeat it in the future or something. Yes, like that effect, right? right, yeah. And so if the question is, what would I have done differently with respect to business? I think that it's important to point out that the younger version of myself was, I wouldn't say arrogant to the point where you wouldn't like me or someone wouldn't want to want to be around me. I mean, I get that in this world, not we're not, not everyone's forever. But more importantly, I think that I just thought I knew more than I did. Mm. And I didn't want to be told different. And that that is one of the biggest handicaps of any entrepreneur I've ever come across in any situation is when their ego gets involved because they don't want something taken back to the fear, losing what you got, not getting what you want. Mm. And that to me, really, those fears really drive ego. And I just think that if I could go back into the past and taken my time to just look at the situation and be more responsive rather than reactive, I probably would have had a better outcome, starting with the fact that I could have found people who knew more than me in that one area and gotten and seek advice from them. You know, when you, if you looked at that, I mean, could I categorize that as pride? Like knowing, like, I think I know, like I'm a pretty smart dude and I work hard. So I think mm -hmm. I know. Can, can I categorize that? Is that fair? So if I was to sit back and look at the biggest challenges I've seen in a lot of people's fall, yeah. like nine out of 10, pride lead the way, right? Like mm -hmm. it is about, man, you know what? I know, just ask me. <laughs> like, I am one smart SOB. <laughs> like, really? Like yeah. there's some blinders on and we, we blow in with some falsehoods that we're telling ourselves. And mm -hmm. I think this, I think the blinders are, are pride and arrogance, right? To get in our way and say, Hey, I can't see this other stuff because I, I can't take my pride blinder off because I've, I'm guilty of this on numerous occasions, right? Like it's, it's countless, right? So let me pivot to this. If you had one value, belief, action that you took when you were down and out, that turn things around for you. If you had someone right now on this line right now that was just, hey, needed a lifeline, needed something, what would one value, belief, or action that you took be a game changer for someone? Well, I don't mean to sound simplistic, but just be open-minded to the fact that your pride is your passion and your drive, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't clothe you. Like, to be clothed with your own pride and ego and, and hey, look at me. And it's like, it's misguided. Be open-minded to uh, taking other people's advice, even if it's not directly advice. Here's an interesting concept is that if you go into a conversation and you are talking to somebody and you want to know more about what it is that you might be able to learn from this person without saying, hey, tell me more about what I can learn from you. Just repeat the last three or four words of when they say something. It's interesting. It's called mirroring. And mirroring is a really great tool. It's like somebody could be in a conversation and they're like, yeah, you know, I went to this yoga retreat. We ate all kinds of really good food. And then they go, yeah, you know, we had, they had melon, they had you know, low carb, da, 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 da. I'm making a dumb example, but the reality is if you just say the last three or four words of somebody's sentence to the back to them, it's called mirroring and they tell you more. It's like, these are really great tools to utilize for being in an environment where you don't necessarily know how or what to do to know more from this person, because our instincts are to tell them how great we are. Right. And I find myself in those conversations all the time with people where it's like, it's an ego thing amongst men, you know, what I've done. Listen, I, I've done it too. So it's not like I'm judging. I'm just saying that it's like, I'm more now interested in my life about learning more about other people than I am sharing with like how great I think I, you know, that old phrase, don't you know who I think I am? It's just, just a whole another version of it that I, I find more appealing, which is learning as much as I can from other people by, you know, mirroring or just having a great conversation like what we're having now. Like I, I know this is an interview with me, but I've learned so much cool stuff about you that it was really easy for me to say, yeah, man, let's do this. Cause I want to talk to you more. Well, and I love that. I, we use that all the time. Like, Hey, Hey, 
Keith, tell me more about how I would mirror actions with my wife to engage higher conversation. Right? Like, tell me more about how I can be more present in my day-to-day activity. Tell me more. And like, and listen, you got those answers, right? And you're like, you're deep into that. And it instantly <laughs> sets us off. And then it's the next thing. Oh, tell me more how I would carry my body away, language like that. Tell me more how I should, you know, be present in that. Tell me more about eye contact and how I should you're like, and you've got those answers. And man, I love that question. I love that mirror of repeat the last three things. I think that's so simplistic. I'm going to add that to our arsenal in the, hey, tell me more and pick those last three things that you just heard because they want to tell you more about, and there's a deeper dive there if you're willing to go and listen. Well, remember earlier in our conversation, I was saying to you, there's scientific fact that when you, so like mirroring and labeling, right? And this is, by the way, this is all this Chris Voss stuff that I love. And I don't know why I tapped into Chris today, but it's this great stuff that applies to our conversation. So labeling is like, if someone says to you, if they're expressing themselves and they're, they're really frustrated about something, it sounds like you're really passionate about this. It sounds like, feels like, looks like. It's proven that if you are to call someone out on something that they're experiencing that's negative, that it diffuses their negative feelings when you say that to them because they talk about it and it diffuses it. However, it is scientifically proven that if it sounds like you're really passionate about helping people, well, I think, yeah, I love helping people. It makes me feel really good inside. All of a sudden, it just increases the positivity. So mirroring and labeling is a really great tool. You can go and have a conversation with somebody and mirror and label them the whole time. They'll know nothing about you, but you can tell them everything about them because you just mirror and labeled them the whole time. And now you became the most interesting person in the world. It's, these are great tools for communications, but I find these tools to be helpful to me because there's always some nugget that I get from having a conversation with somebody that I want to know more about that inspires me or reinforces something about what I'm doing that makes me better at it. I, it's a little self-serving in some ways, but it also, I think, creates a platform for a great relationship. Awesome. Let's go to this question. You've had yes. a lot of success. You've won a lot, right? What's the best battle that you've conquered in your lifetime? Well, it'd have to be addiction. I and mean, it's not over. It's a daily reprieve. I mean, I, it's a daily deal for me. You know, I don't crave drugs and alcohol anymore in my life. But like I said earlier, it's not about that. That's the biggest battle I've overcome. Professionally, I had a gumchucks experience that when I built gumchucks up to a point where we had brought in investment capital, I had brought on some team members who knew more than me on the finance side of things. Somebody who was a professional CFO. Actually, the guy was a turnaround. He would go into companies and he was a CEO who would turn companies around. And that's the, he had a CFO background. This is usually financially driven CEOs, right? And he and I got into a little bit of a tiff on some stuff. It just, our visions weren't aligned and he didn't like the fact that I was so visionary. And anyway, long story short, there was a day that came in August of 2012 where I was called up by the board of directors and they called a quorum and I was fired from the company that I had started. And for no good reason, by the way, it was just really a takeover, someone trying to take over the company. And I really didn't have a word to say about this, but it, it just, I was blindsided. Immediately after that call, I call up my attorney and I go rush over to his office and he takes a look at the bylaws and he says, well, here's an option. And it says in there that any one shareholder can call a special meeting of the shareholders if they have 51% or more shareholders on board. So at that time, I didn't have 51%, but I just received a letter from our manufacturer saying, hey, I just got this news that you were fired. I don't know these other guys. I'm not going to work with them. I'm not shipping them product. And we were a month out from shipping our first product to a massive amount of orders that we'd received. And I took that letter and sent it to all the shareholders. And I got a proxy vote for 78% of all the shareholders. 
to be able to call a special meeting of the shareholders. And I fired the board of directors and reinstated myself as president and chairman of the company and took it to great success. So that was a pretty gnarly battle to go through. Yeah, yeah. By the way, <laughs> that's reading the fine print, bro. I mean, like so many battles to fight. And man, that's a heck of a conquer. Now, I will also tell you on your first one, I know you're conquering that every day. You said it right from the beginning. Right? You say, hey, I, I battle this every day. I wake up, yep. I start again. I have you currently at 6,205 days conquered. Pretty wow. awesome, right? At that's- 6,205. Like, I don't know if you know or not, but I conquered this yesterday. Like, and that's six. <laughs> so take that. Yeah, mic drop. I love that. <laughs> right? like, Thank you for like, filling that out for me, Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you awesome. guys, you can just mic drop that on me. You know, like you just tell me, hey, that's Kirsten <laughs> Trent Clark right there. I just got to give you yes. a 6,207 mic drop tomorrow. All right. So yeah, right. I want to finish with a couple of things, which is one, sure. because of this presence, you got a good read on people. You've worked with all these different industries from all different walks of life, right? And you got clients that you've served from everything, right? The housewife to the 10, 12 year old who, like, oh my gosh, you got to take care of your teeth, kid. Like, do anyone high, low, all these things as we go across the spectrum of humanity? Right. So I'll ask you because you're so present and you're aware. And I find that most people aren't self aware. And so when they look inside that mirror and you're looking at them, what do you think most people are missing about themselves in the mirror that they just don't see? It's a deep question. I believe that most people that saying we're all going through something, but that's something underlined usually gives people self-doubt. Yep. It gives them mental challenges about who they are and what their place in the world is. More specifically, if they're married, maybe their place with their spouse, even when things are going really well, temptation, their kids, are they spending enough time with their kids? Are they qualifying that they need their own time for themselves because they earned it? Like all of these self-doubts that people have on a daily basis, I think suffocates the possibility for self-promotion. And it really is a balance being between being too prideful and being an ego and being in self-doubt with self-talk that is that is diminishing. And I think that that's what most people are going through in this world, especially coming out of COVID and you know, everything that's associated with being isolated and being in isolation. That isolation creates a lot of self-doubt in and of itself, but let alone when you're by yourself or just with the people you're closest with and whatever scenario, that's the challenge is getting through your own self-talk. That's yeah, what I, I, think, I find it to be so common. And by the way, guilty. Right. Like I've been there many a moon, right? Deep in uh, the old Saturday Night Live, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy, right? Like I'm, <laughs> right, I'm right, back right. with Deep Thoughts by Trent Handy. You know, like I'm, <laughs> right, I'm right, like right, going right. like, and they're not encouraging. They're not positive. They're not self promoting. They're not those things that you just talked about in any way. So before we go to the last, I want to first thank you so much, Keith, for joining us. It's so awesome to have you on, man. I learned a lot. This is great. All sorts of, uh, different things, you know, listen, our pride being open to, you know, just an open mind, keeping that space, facing our fear and being aware of what that fear is in us mirroring and talking about like how important and valuable that is in our relationships, communication, how we do that being present, of course, labeling also a key item that I thought was really good and your daily conquer. Like, I, I love that. The, the things you've conquered, always waking up in another day of conquer. I, I love that. For those before I go here, tell them where they can find you again, Keith. Keith on trucking at Instagram. You're also on leadership. Uh, you're also on um, LinkedIn. 
I'm on LinkedIn. And got a picture the, of me in a suit. Hey, what's the main website? You in a suit. What's the main website? Well, I would say I would love to direct people to go check out budtenderawards.com yeah. or g4live.com and it's literally the letter g the number four live.com and you get to see a little bit more about our event uh yeah. we have some things around metal holdings that we do we have a whole data play that we aggregate all the data from the industry we have a merchant services platform called Canapade where we serve the dispensaries that want to use credit card for selling cannabis we have some really cool services that around metal holdings offers and i'm so incredibly grateful to be a part of such an amazing team uh, I mean, we have a World Series team uh, driving this business, and I'm grateful to be just a part of that environment. That's awesome. And listen, G4, you heard it here first. Snoop Dogg will be at G4 in May. So, you know, most of us are going to try to get there, too, because, hey, if Snoop's going, why wouldn't I, right? And so G4 Live, you better get there in May. Get those dates again. May 11th through the 14th. The evening of the 11th, we'll have a kickoff party, a special DJ. 12th, 13th, 14th of the expo. We have the buyer's ball. We do all kinds of really cool things around the expo. But then on Saturday night, the 14th of May, we'll be doing the Bud Tender Awards at a club. I believe we're doing it at IU, which is one of the coolest clubs I've ever been to at Resorts World in Las Vegas. And uh, we will have Snoop there spinning, DJing, and performing, doing a 75-minute set. And there's going to be a lot of really special guests there as well. I, I can't name the other people that are coming. Oh, we also do have one of our keynote speakers for that event is, is President Vicente Fox, former president of Mexico. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Really interesting guy to listen to. Harvard educated, ran Coca-Cola Mexico before he became the president of Mexico. Hold on. This guy's just an amazing person to listen to. Really impressive. So just really great guests, really great entertainment. And you will not be unhappy if you come to this event. Perfect. Your quote, when things are down, what's your quote do you face? What do you go to? Uh, Contrary action contrary works every action. time. Yep. Take contrary action. If you ever feel like you don't want to do something, but you know, you need to do it, just do it. And the funny thing is, is it's literally that analogy. The hardest, the hardest part about getting to the gym is getting in your car or whatever, you know, that saying yeah. it's like, as soon as you take contrary action, that is the strongest, most beneficial, most surprising tool you can have in your toolbox that is buildable. It is scalable and it will help you in a tremendous amount of ways. Well beyond that one moment you're in when you take contrary action love it for all these you thank you for being on the winner find a way show keith allen my good buddy and i'm telling you like great props on all that we've learned today please join us always youtube live you can find us on the leadershipity channel on the youtube uh leadershipity instagram twitter you can find me at trent m clark of course my handles are all over there and leadershipity.com look for our upcoming ebook the pyramid of leadershipity dm or email so you can learn five star this episode we always work hard to produce some one star one percent leaders so five star content all the time so join us always on the winners find a way show and special thanks to keith allen for joining us today keith you are the man Right back at you, Trent. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Appreciate it. Rebellious Infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious Infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L-thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. If you are a business or organization leader and want expert advice, coaching, and guidance to help you build your team to be the best, then email Trent directly at Trent at leadershipity.com or connect with him at Trent M. Clark on LinkedIn. 